Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Are you looking for a place where you get some practical and helpful tips on how to manage this crazy life and find balance in motherhood? Then we're here for you. Join us for all the raw and real girl talk right here. You're listening to All the Things. All the Things. All the Things with Chong and Beck. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. Good. I'm really, really excited about this episode. Yeah, I am too. It's a, it's a good one. I feel like there's so much information that I've talked about in. Yeah like on this subject but we're gonna try to just cover the basics yeah well let's do it then what are we talking about so for those of you that are listening we are talking about um labor and birth (gasps) yay yes it is a good topic yes so I know a lot of people, I, I'm a birth doula. So I feel like a lot of, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't really know what that is. Um, There are a lot that do, but then there's some that just don't. And so just to start out, a birth doula is, um, there's many types of doulas, but we specifically deal with pregnancy, birth, labor, and immediate postpartum. Um, I don't like, I honestly can't even imagine giving birth without a doula because I had one for my first pregnancy and I had one for my second pregnancy and I just can't imagine doing it without it. But I know a lot of moms just, they do. They, yeah have babies and they don't have doulas and I get it like I know a lot will be like well my husband was super supportive or you know I had a great support team which is awesome because I'd rather you have that than not have that at all but a doula is like a whole nother thing no we're not midwives we our job is to say yeah explain the difference between a midwife and a doula yeah so midwives are like baby doctors. They are the more natural approach to you having a baby over an OBG. So an OBGYN is going to the medical side of it because they are trained surgeons, which most people don't know that. So when you're going in and you're meeting with an OBGYN, they were trained to do surgery. They were not trained to help you give birth. Um, I mean, they were, but no, they're trained for like all the emergencies and having to do cesareans and things like that. Yeah, they're trained. Um, They're trained for the more anatomical things, not so much the like things that go on in your body. Not and the yes, the actual giving birth. It's very anatomical and it's very surgical, like what you're saying. Yes, yes. And a lot of moms don't know that, which is why um, they're not exactly the best ones people to go with. But I firmly believe that every mom should have a choice 
And so if that is the way you go, then cool. That was your choice. And that's what I, I firmly support that. Um, but uh, midwife is the more natural way to approach it. Now there are hospital midwives that are a little bit more on the medical side. Um, you're going to get the more natural midwives when you go into a birth center or you give birth at home. Um, and the midwives are like, they're the ones that they're there for you to have the baby. So they're helping you have that baby. Doulas, that is not our job. Our job is not to help you have the baby. Now, there are things that happen. I attended a birth where a mom accidentally gave birth at home instead of giving birth at a birth center. And I was the one to catch the baby and help with all the immediate. But that is not what we are for. We are there to be with you through your pregnancy to make sure that you are educated on every little bit that we can educate you on to support you through your decisions and um, everything that all your fears, all of your everything that you would want to talk about, we're there to talk about it with you. And we're there to give you all of the information. And then when it is time to give birth and labor, we are there holding your hand. We're the one that's going to make sure you have ice, or if you're at home or in a birth center that you are eating. Um, we are there to be the in between between you and your other support people. So like your partner, um, we're there to be the in between to help your partner be the best partner that they can be. Um, we are there to help you and encourage you to advocate for yourself. So it's not our job to advocate for you. It's our job to give you enough information and education that you know how to advocate for yourself and to kind of support that. Um, we are a second pair of eyes. So unfortunately, there are some hospitals that doctors are a little sneaky and not all doctors. There's a lot of great doctors, but there are some situations where you're getting an episiotomy and you don't need one and you didn't want one. Um, yes, or very true. Or, yes, or a doctor's coming in and saying, hey, we got to use forceps. And you're like, what the what? What are you talking about? And they're not taking the extra time to explain to you what's needed because in their mind, this is an emergency. We don't have time to have a conversation. And yes, there are situations like that. But that is what a doula is great for is being that second pair of eyes. Um, and again, like even when you are giving and we're used for hospital births, as I say, a doula is needed, especially in a hospital birth. Um, we are there for birth centers and home births. Um, and we're also there for if you're having a planned cesarean or if it's not planned. Um, and I know that that sounds funky to pay for a doula to be there, but I have attended um, verse like that, where I was the in-between person between family and the couple that had their baby. And I was the one that was relaying information. I was the one that helped the mom to calm down because this was not what she had planned. Well, yeah, because, yeah, because when you have a C-section, it's not, I mean, nowadays, nowadays they do have clear covers. But I mean, you are completely knocked out. You have zero control over your body. It's a very, very scary thing. And all you can feel is pressure. So mm -hmm. I personally, I would love to have a doula if I ever had to do that. Thank goodness I didn't. Um, and like right now we're talking about birth and the 
benefits of having doula and eventually you will hear our birth stories and they are both so drastically different um, because that's how we roll. But (laughs) definitely if you are pregnant at this time um, and happen to be listening to the podcast, we want to just give you all the knowledge and foundation that you can have for the best delivery and birth experience. Again, if you're listening and you are pregnant, congratulations. If you know somebody who is pregnant, we're hoping that this information just is educating for you and for whoever might be in that process because pregnancy is not just you pee on a stick and everybody's so excited and you have a party and you have a baby and everybody showers you. Pregnancy is a very, very emotional and long, long process. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry, just wanted to throw that in there. Um, and also really quick, I just wanted to honor you. Like, how amazing is that, that you got to catch a baby and you've got to help so many women in delivering their babies. I didn't know that you caught a baby. Oh my God. It was the coolest experience I've ever experienced in my whole entire life. I would tell everybody that the moment that I met them, like I delivered a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was very shocking, but it was the best experience in my whole entire life. Um, Like I literally was gleaming from ear to ear for weeks after. And I was pregnant with Koa when this happened. So it kind of was just like, I don't know. It was just really magical. To experience. How exciting. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, I totally interrupted you. Um, no, 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 no. I'm glad that you said everything that you just said because yes, yes, yes. Amen to all of that. And I, if you don't know where to find a doula, because um, you were the first doula I have ever known and you were the first person that really? even told me, yeah, you're the first doula wow. I've ever known. And I was 31. 30? Something like that. 30? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 30. And I didn't, I mean, I think I had heard of them, but it was always like, in my mind, which I don't think I'm alone in this, but in my mind, it's always like, call the midwife. And the midwife is somebody that you have when like, you don't have a doctor and you live in this fix and you're not, you're delivering at home. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. And mm-hmm. doulas are like, what Zach would describe like, oh, that's just the woo-woo person that stands there. That's absolutely, (laughs) that's absolutely not the purpose of a doula. But I didn't know that until I met you. So I think that you have beautifully explained um, the benefits of having a doula, but explain a little bit more about what you do with the mothers during pregnancy. Um, okay. So, well, like for me, I, I can get hired at any point. So some people don't hire me until 36 weeks. Um, some people have hired me as soon as they found out that they were pregnant. Um, so it just depends if I'm with you through your whole pregnancy, you are going to get a whole lot of information that your friends are not going to get. Um, I'm huge on, like I said, education and research. I don't care what you decide to do. If you decide that you're going to go in that hospital and you want an epidural as soon as you set foot in there, which by the way, I've had moms like that. Great. Awesome. Did you do your research on it? If you want to have a scheduled C-section, great. Good for you. Did you do your research on that? 
So that is my main thing is no matter what you decide for you, I want you to be educated. So for all of you that are listening, if you know a pregnant person or you are pregnant yourself, one um, website that I really like to send all my mamas to is evidencebasedbirth.com. And they are, um, they do not lean one way or the other. They just give you the science facts of everything. You want to encapsulate your placenta? Here's the facts. You want to get an epidural? Here's the facts. And that is what I love about this website because they're not going on just the natural side. They're not going on just the medical side. They are just giving you facts. So that is one thing that I definitely always have my mamas go to. Also, I have books on hand, so I always lend those out from my own library, um, depending on, you know, what kind of birth you want. Some mamas really like to go with, like, you know, hypnobirthing. If you guys have never heard of that, it's like a lot of breathing. Yeah, so there are some mamas like to do that, so I have that. Um, I have books on that and just books on everything. Um, So that is my main thing during pregnancy is just education helping you research and get your information from the right thing. And then also a lot of preparation. Um, I think sometimes moms just don't know how like all the things are going to need to make a decision on things like do you want the vitamin K shot for your child? What is the vitamin K shot? Are you going to want to put eye ointment on your child? Why? What is it for? Why? What are the pros? What are the cons? Um, should you do a birth, uh, uh, why can't I think of the word right now? A birth, um, plan, because I always tell mamas, like when you are planning your birth, it's a wish your birth may not turn off the way that you're wanting it to a hundred percent, but you are writing a birth plan because these are your wishes. So if we can follow it, awesome. If some things kind of go off of plan, that's okay because you're prepared that things may not 100% go the way you want. Um, I like to let them know what a C-section looks like. I make all my mamas watch a video because sometimes you get surprised you were not planning on that and you go into freak out mode because you get strapped down on a table. There are bright lights. Sometimes they give you medication, sometimes they don't. You get your baby for a couple seconds and then your baby's taken away from you. And a lot of mamas don't know this and this sometimes causes postpartum depression. So I like to make sure that they are completely given all of the information and all of the scenarios to prepare for because I just think it is so wrong how we're going in and we're seeing a doctor every month. And they're not giving this information. It's not fair to these moms. We're setting them up for failure, which is why for me, I am a huge person for midwives because they just have so much better care and they just really take care of you. Like you don't get just 20 minute visits where you're in and you're out. You can sit there and talk about all of your fears, all of your worries, all your anxiety your things that you're excited about, and they will sit there and have conversations with you. You know, they are always there. You can give them a phone call. You can send them a text at any time of day, you know? So anyway, that was, that was my soapbox just for real quick about the midwives, but (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's what I do during pregnancy. 
Okay. And now, um, what are some of the things? So this episode talking about um, birth and pregnancy, I know um, that I didn't, like I said, I didn't know all of the things that you could do. I did my research a little bit more with Kennedy, um, but still, I still didn't even encounter you until she was already born. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that some of the listeners asked us to talk about that they wish they would have known when they were pregnant that we can share with someone who might be listening that is pregnant? Um, one that I thought was really important. I had a lot of very, um, what's the word? I had a lot of comments that were very, oh, I can't think of the word opinionated. Um, yeah. and they are opinions that I personally would go with, but again, I'm a doula for all moms and right. I support all moms and their choices. So I don't know that I completely want to go down all of those answers because I don't, I'm yeah. not here to make anybody feel bad for their choices or make anybody feel bad for what may have happened. Because there's a lot of moms that listen to this that have already had their babies and they're done. Right. Them. And there's nothing, yeah. And there's nothing we can do no. any longer. So, you know, you can hope in once. And I had um, a 100% absolutely medical birth the very first time. And I literally went in there because I didn't want to know anything. I didn't want to know anything. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just want this baby out and Mm -hmm. then we'll go home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, most definitely. If you're listening and you don't have a doula, have zero desire to have a doula, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that you protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're both in general, just advocates for moms and for women, regardless of if you're a mom or not, if you can help someone, bring a human into this world in a positive way and in a healthy way, then that's really what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping to get from the information Mm -hmm. that we give you. Yeah, for sure. So, um, one of them was one that one of the mamas said, which I thought was really great is to look into what a NICU stay looks like and prepare yourself. Um, and I thought that was really good because as you know, Becca, you go in thinking yeah. you're going to have one birth and something happens and you end up having a NICU stay. And this could mean like, especially if you have older kids, if you end up having to stay mm-hmm. there for multiple days, you need to have a backup plan and you need to be prepared mm-hmm. with a backup plan. So that means that if you have an older child and someone is watching them, you might want to make sure that that person might be available or somebody else might be available for a couple days after Thankfully, you know, your partner should be able to leave. I mean, they are, they're able to leave and go help out and stuff. But still, then mama's left in the hospital all by herself with a NICU child. And depending on how the birth went, she could be dealing with a little bit of postpartum, she could be having a lot of emotions that she doesn't know how to deal with on her own. So I I thought that was a really good um, point is make sure that you have a backup yes. plan and know what a NICU stay could look like um, and just prepare yourself. And I, I think that honestly, when you're going into a hospital or even if you're giving birth at home, you have to be prepared for any scenario for every case. Yes. Again, your birth plan is your wish. 
But sometimes things go off of that plan and you just need to be prepared. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to be disappointed. You still could be disappointed. For instance, mine is, I feel stupid saying it because moms have worse like birth stories sometimes. But for me, I gave my first daughter, I gave birth to her in a hospital. My first daughter, my daughter, I gave birth to her in a hospital. Well, when my son came along, I'd been a doula for a couple years and I really wanted a home birth. Um, and thankfully we were able to afford one. Well, I really wanted a water birth. I wanted to give birth to my son mm-hmm. in the water. Did not yes, happen. So did um, did get in the water at 10 centimeters. He decided to completely flip his body around and move up. And I went from 10 centimeters to seven centimeters and was not able to give birth in the water. I ended up giving birth on a bed, which is fine, but I was very upset about it for a little bit. I was just mourning the fact that I did not get to give birth in the water like I had dreamed about since I had my daughter. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to allow yourself to mourn the birth that you wish you had had, even if it's the smallest thing, like you gave birth on a bed instead of the water, but you can't, you just can't stay in that, you know? Right. So I think if you prepare yourself that things could change, it's an easier transition. Now, there's yeah. something I want to talk and, about real uh, fast before you ask, just because I just thought of it. Now, I asked my husband, which we, Becca and I planned that in a later time, we will actually have a whole episode with the husbands talking about birth and their experiences, because we think it is so important. But when I asked my husband, is there anything that I should talk about in this? He did say that mamas are number one thought. They should be a number one thought, but don't forget the dads. Don't completely just ignore the dads and go. It's all about mama because there are times that dads witness things that can put them in an also postpartum depression state because yes, dads can have postpartum depression. Also, um, sometimes they just feel left out and they're not involved in this um, thing, which is why as a doula, I don't take the place of a partner. I help the partner be a better partner. So I help and show them how they can engage and support the mama more. So that was another thing that I wanted to say is we cannot forget the partners in this situation as, as well. Like they are also very important to bring in to the whole birth setting. Yes. Yes, most definitely. And that's something going back to the NICU stays and the medical part of it. Um, You do have every right if you are having a hospital birth to ask to visit the NICU, even if you never go there ever again, you do have the right to do that, to see the labor and delivery room, to ask for certain things. Um, In both my deliveries, I was never offered or it was never discussed to have any type of railing that can go in your bed to make contractions and delivery easier. You have every right to ask for that. Um, You have every right to look at the rooms, see them, and know what you're going into. Um, I'm a firm believer in energies and things like that. So you have every right to explore those areas, know what they look like. It's always really helpful to meet some nurses on hand. Um, You may not see them again, but at least you've seen some faces. You're familiar with that location. 
Um, it is really scary going into the hospital sometimes because you know it's going down. Like it is going mm-hmm. down. When you get into that hospital, you know you're getting your IV or you're not. Um, but more than likely, if you're having a hospital birth, you will be getting an IV regardless because you need fluids, you need things that they're going to give you if you're in okay, a hospital wait. setting. Let's talk about that really um, quick. Well, that's the thing is I know you will say you don't need it, which is that's fine. But if you are having a hospital birth, you're going to have an IV because you are now in a hospital setting. So that means that the hospital is now taking responsibility. So there will be things that happen that you have to do. And they will let you know, you have to have an IV because we have to monitor you. If you don't want that, then that's when you go more natural. And there are certain things like they'll have to monitor your baby. So you'll get that every once in a while. They'll monitor your blood pressure, things like that. So that is the difference when you're having a hospital birth and when you're having a home birth. When you're having a home birth at home, it's really what you want. It's what you want, when you want, and how you want it, as long as it's okay with you, your partner, your doula, whomever you have. But there is a difference when you are having a hospital birth because there are certain things that a hospital does protocol-wise that they feel is best for you and your baby. Is it? That's really up to you. Make your own decision there, but (laughs) that's the difference in a hospital birth, a home birth, a water birth, Mm -hmm. what have you. And it's, it's really up to you to educate yourself and make the choice that feels best for you. Because the key is that you feel safe. If you don't feel safe, if a home birth completely freaks you out, then you shouldn't have a home birth. If having a hospital birth makes you very uncomfortable, you shouldn't have a hospital birth. So I really, and of course, each state is different too. There are some states that do not allow home births, um, but they should at least have a birth center. Now, a birth center is kind of an in-between of a hospital birth and a home birth. Because you're still going to have midwives. Yeah, explain more about yeah, what so that you're, is. Yeah, so you're still going to have midwives as if you had them at home. But you were in a situation where they have a little bit more things to help you. Um, now, I think people can get kind of confused when you're talking about a home birth. I don't think people, some people, don't understand all the things that midwives bring. They bring a lot, a lot of stuff. And they... Yeah, and actually, actually, you have a lot of information on that, and we will be posting that before and after this episode drops. So the things that we're talking about, Shamay will give information about um, a doula, and uh, Shamay has not mentioned yet, she has an extra particular sparkle to her doula capabilities. She's also a sibling doula, so she had mentioned when mama, if God forbid, your baby's in the NICU, she helps with your children that you already have, who are the sibling to this new baby. Um, And we will be showing you the difference between doula and midwife and showing you because instantly when you said they bring a lot of stuff, I, in my brain, saw the picture that you showed of the thing. Yes, and there is a whole lot. People don't realize, like they still bring Pitocin, which is to help, you know, your bleeding to stop. And they bring, you know, things to monitor you like they they do bring a lot. Um, And I yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize, though, because I've heard a lot of things of Oh, but a home birth is not safe. 
No, actually studies have showed that home births are more safe than hospital births. And the reason is because a lot of times in a hospital, you get more interventions than you would at a home birth. And because you're not getting all of mm-hmm. those hospital germs that you would get. Um, so anyway, so you mentioned IVs. So I do want to just put it out there. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter being told my daughter, I went to 42 weeks with her. Now, anything I'm saying that I did does not mean that you need to do it at all. I am not saying that I am a medical professional. I know a lot about birth, but I am not a medical professional. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, but I am, um, I went to 42 weeks with my daughter because I just refused to be induced. I believe that babies come when babies are ready. Now there are certain situations that that's not true, but, and that you need extra help. But I was, I had no medical issues whatsoever to need to be induced. So if you need a medical reasoning for it, then yes, you need to listen to your doctor and get it. But if you have no medical reason for it, that's your choice. So I went to 42 weeks and I was told that I needed to be induced and I was so afraid. I'm afraid of needles. I'm absolutely 100% afraid of needles. So if I went into a hospital and they're putting a needle in me, I feel unsafe. Again, like I said, you need to feel safe. So I was like, that is not for me. I don't want to be induced. All the, all the things they'd have to hook up to me, I was not interested. Um, and so, and usually being induced, you have higher, like, it's just higher that you would need other, um, uh, what's the word interventions, not always, but sometimes. So I was like, no, thank you. Well, you basically like, I just want moms to know the doctor is your employee, like your employee, like you, they work for you. So if you're going into a hospital setting and you've done all your research and education, there's things that you don't feel comfortable with. You can always say you don't want it. I just want mamas to know that. It is always up to you to say if you do want something or not. Usually if you're very like me where I was like, no, I absolutely, absolutely do not want any kind of IV hooked up to me. Cause again, I'm freaked out of needles and they have to use a needle to get your um, IV in. Um, I was like, whatever I need to sign, I will sign it. So know that everything, if there's something you don't want to do, there is something that you can sign for every single thing, but also know that that's on you because that was your choice. Um, So for sure, education, research. Um, But I also just want you guys to know that just because somebody tells you you have to do it, it's not true. You don't have to do anything. This is your birth and you can choose what you want to have and how you want to do it. And that is just, that is my huge thing with moms. I'm like, I just want you to know that like you always have a choice. So that that's all. I'm not going to like go into detail or anything, but I want like, so I chose not to go to the hospital to be induced. And the biggest thing that my midwife said to me that made me feel like, okay, was she said, if you don't show up to the hospital to be induced, what are they going to do? Are they going to come knocking at your door? (laughs) like or and I was like oh yeah no they won't come knocking at my door never mind I don't have to go in if I don't want to so I just want everybody to know that it is always your choice obviously whatever turnout you get is going to be because of whatever choice you made so you can't blame that on anybody else but you do have a lot of choices Ah. Becca 
No. Yeah. Yeah. You there? I'm like, mm, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to move on from this topic. So we're going to go to something else now. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so anyway, when um, I think that after. So there are like things that obviously that's birth. But I think for after birth. Um, you need to prepare like yourself as well for that. So there are things like, um, some mamas decide to have their placenta encapsulated. Um, so if that's something you want to do, then definitely look into that. Find somebody in your area that does it. Some doulas do. I do not. Um, sometimes, so you can basically just search for that. Oh, by the way, if you're looking for a doula, doula match.net is where you would go to find a doula in your area if you don't know where else to look. So um, definitely all of that. Also prepare yourself for after. Um, I always like to tell mamas to get things like, um, I like to make icicle pads. And you basically just get your normal pad um, for your time of the month. And you put witch hazel and aloe and coconut oil on that. And if you want some essential oils, great. Wrap it back up put it in a Ziploc and stick that in the freezer and have that ready for after you give birth, because you're going to be very sore down there. Um, Yes. And witch hazel is actually really, really um, much more common to come upon. When I had Kenley, it really wasn't as common to come upon like it is now. I mean, you go to Walmart and they have booty wipes that have witch hazel. I didn't know that. You can get it anywhere. Yes. Yes, and I used those religiously with oh, uh, super cool. Kennedy. Yeah, witch hazel is very, very easy to come upon. Now, do not go to Target and grab the face toner that has witch oh hazel in it. Do not grab that. <laughs> that is not the same thing, but it's probably going to be oh in that same area. Yeah, so was there anything that you used after birth that you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, I needed that? Oh, actually, uh, can yeah. we talk about that right now? Sure. Or should we talk the... about that in a postpartum? Uh-huh. What? Like, uh, never what, mind, what continue. <laughs> Which is <laughs> <all> what else? <laughs> um, what's the thing? It's the, it's called, is it a para? Para? The uh, one that you Yeah, I didn't even, I don't know what the name of it is, but yes, your hospital should be, get, should give you a squirt bottle and that thing is heavenly. You use that after you use the bathroom every single time. Oh, and pooping. That is like one thing that people don't talk about. Yes. Yeah, get the is stool hard. softeners. Use the stool softeners. It is going to be scary the first time you poop, but I promise you are going to be okay. You will be okay. Mm-hmm. And with, with honestly, with both of my girls, um, it it's kind of like birth. I don't remember pooping after either one of my kids. I really don't. Um, but if it's an issue, just make sure you have your witch hazel wipes. That is something that literally saved my life because you might not think that it's going to be too crazy down there. But you are bringing a human into this world <laughs> out of your vagine. And things are stretching. Things are changing. And they are going to be sore. So, oh, 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 my God. One of the things that I wanted to talk about that I wish I had known that somebody would have told me 
the importance of your pelvic floor. I can't even explain the importance of that. And even like I'm starting now, I am starting now and making sure it's a daily thing because that's something that no one talks about. No one tells you about. I never went into my appointments and anybody ever asked me or told me to prepare myself and make sure that my pelvic mm-hmm. floor was Eagles. healthy and stable. Yes. Yeah, Kegels, girl. For sure. You know what Kegel is? Go on Google and it will tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah, yes. no. So, okay. So, Becca, if you, if there was something that you could change about yeah. either one of your births or if there's something with each birth that you could have changed, what would it have been? Um. To be honest, I think I'll like we'll go into that a lot more in depth when we talk about our next episode postpartum. But I think um, the only thing that I really would have changed with both girls is time. I probably would have waited. Um, with Kennedy's birth, everything really truly did work out just like magically and significantly for the way that it was supposed to. But I think with Kenley, um, I would have just given her time. She was due on January 6th, which happened to be a Friday. And because I didn't go into labor, I was instantly induced Sunday night. Um, because And because I was very young and I chose to be uneducated, I actually truly chose that for myself. Um, I did zero birthing classes. I did zero Lamas. I did zero anything. I didn't want to be educated at all. I just was pretty terrified and I didn't want to be educated at all. I wanted to go in. I knew because I was in the medical field. I know medicine, (laughs) whatever you're going to do is going to work. We're going to have this baby one way or another and I'll be leaving with her. And I just simply um, with her was like, we're just going to ride this out and I'm going to do whatever my doctors say. And it was fine. It really was um, a fine delivery. But there wasn't really anything, like, magical about it. So I can say with Kenley, like, she was my easiest. Like, she was easy peasy. She was a breeze. Oh, my gosh. She was a cakewalk. Um, But for her, mm-hmm. it was all very rushed, um, which was nice because we got home quickly. But I think if there's anything that I could change, it just would have been time for her. I would have put more time into walking Mm -hmm. and squatting and doing the things because with both deliveries I I've never experienced my water breaking on its own never and that's something that I've always yeah I've always cherished and dreamed about and with I when I was pregnant with Kennedy I would have dreams of my water breaking and just craving and desiring that and I've never experienced that so I would probably say now that you say that though so for mamas listening, if you haven't had kids, water breaking is not like how it looks in the movies most of the time. It actually is kind of like a trickle, and half the time you think you peed yourself. Yeah. So literally, like, yep, and that is just <laughs> its own thing in itself for you to look for as well. It's like what you're supposed to look for is coat color. It's it should be like a like no color to it. Odor. That it should be, it's like a sweet odor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a is amount. You want to kind of pay attention to how much 
uh, there was. And T is the time. You want to know what time your water broke. So uh, sometimes it's kind of a guess. Like with both my kids, when the water broke, I guessed when it did. I was correct, but still. Like it was like, wait, did I pee myself? I don't know. <laughs> I think I peed myself, you know? So that is one thing to pay attention to. Another one is another thing is what Becca said. Um, if you can move around during your laboring, it is so beneficial. So you can have intermittent monitoring, yeah. which means the doctor is still monitoring you, but like every 20 minutes, or I think it's 20 minutes every hour, they're monitoring you with the monitors. So you don't have to lay in the bed. If you don't have an epidural, you can move around and they will monitor you every hour. Mm -mm. Um, but if you can be upright and moving, that yeah. is the best for you and your body and progressing. Um, and yes, ask your hospital if they have birth balls, because usually they will. Have, yes, they're amazing. They're oh, usually I like those one. yoga balls that you sit on also during your pregnancy. Awesome. If you can grab one of those, get one. And um, the other one is they have a peanut ball, which is great for if you do have to lay in the bed, you can lay on your side and have the peanut ball in between your legs to keep your pelvis open, because you always want your pelvis open to help you progress. Yeah. So um, those are just like a couple yeah. tips. Also, if you are someone that is into essential oils, awesome. But I highly recommend that you bring a Ziploc bag with a cotton with a couple cotton balls and you put the essential oil only on that cotton ball and then keep it in the Ziploc because something that you may be into during your pregnancy may not be something that you're into when it is time to give birth to that baby and you don't want your whole room smelling like it. So I always tell mamas to make sure they have that yeah. in a Ziploc bag. And then also, um, like, you can pack snacks. Make sure you pack snacks, even if it's, like, you that can't eat them, at least for your partner, because you guys have some energy. Yeah. <laughs> They're not eating either. But if it's in the room, it might be, like, easier for them to get to, you know? Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. What else? Is there anything else that you would think? If there is anything else that you guys want us to cover in the future, I mean, this is one of those subjects that you literally could talk about forever. Um, because we do want to talk about our birth stories at some point. And there's just so many things that you can prepare yourself for because there's so many different subjects um, just alone when it comes to birthing. Like, you know, Things that things that you can do, like get, you know, um, like prenatal massages and um, acupuncture, um, things like that. Like there's so many things. So if there's something that you want to hear about in the future, right. let us know and we'll definitely try to cover it. Because I think in the future, we definitely will probably have another podcast related to this subject. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I think um, if there's anything that I can share or I would have wished somebody had told me, um, first and foremost is just enjoy the time that you have. I know a lot of women can't enjoy it because they're so physically ill all the time that it makes it really unpleasant. Um, so if that is the case, my suggestion is always find something that does make you happy, whether it's getting that prenatal massage, um, investing in going to a pool so that you can float and maybe have some of um, that discomfort taken from you, 
or invest in drops or oils or something that can soothe you so you're not constantly sick so you can have a moment to enjoy it. I always suggest that. Um, And then just preparation. I think I wish somebody would have let me know all the preparation that you need when it comes to breastfeeding. Um, Shami and I are both humongous advocates for breastfeeding. And if you are interested in doing it, concerned about it, there are teas and supplements and all kinds of things that you can actually begin before baby is even here, which I highly recommend. And you can Google those or research those. And I think the second or the second, the last thing, the third thing that I would recommend um, is just to find someone that you trust, that you feel safe with, that you can express these things with. Talk to your doctor if you're having a hospital delivery, um, make your birth plan and just be prepared, hold on to your wishes, but be prepared that some of those things might not work out and be ready and have the strength to let those things go yeah. if they do not. And don't be afraid to talk about like find like how she said to find somebody safe, but the after effect, don't be afraid to talk to somebody about it because I think a lot of times healing comes from that, but we will go over oh, more totally. of that yeah. in our next episode when we talk about postpartum. Um, but hopefully this was a right. little helpful to somebody, whether you have a friend that's pregnant or you are pregnant. Um, and if you do know somebody, please share it and let them know to listen to this episode. And again, you can find us on our Instagram at all the things with C and B. If you have any questions, um, feel free to find me at Shamsway, C-H-A-U-M-M-S-W-A-Y. Becca has a lot of knowledge too, and she's just so supportive. So go find Becca at Rebecca G on Instagram. And we're here for you. If you need support, if you need somebody to talk to, again, if you want to research stuff, go to evidencebasedbirth.com. Or if you're looking for a doula in your area, doulamatch.net. Yes, absolutely. And again, we just thank you so much for listening. If there is something that we missed, please feel free to tag us on Instagram so we can save it to our highlight. We will have a specific highlight for all things birth and doula, cannot wait to bring that to you and to constantly, continually add more information to it. So if we miss something, make sure you tag us yes. and we will get that Have in our highlight to share with other Thanks. mamas. <laughs> Ready?